Hey everybody and welcome to PB in Style. You are in the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you develop your brand. On today's episode, I am talking about a plan for your year-end wrap-up. The year-end wrap-up is for your business. So stay tuned because we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about some of the things that you should start considering now that we are in the month of December. Actually, you should have started a while ago, but we'll tackle some of them right now. So hang on. We'll be right back. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, guys, listen, it is, um, you know, we've said this before on the show, it is, it's a beast trying to have a business, trying to have a successful business at that. Um, And we've talked about this year, um, comparing yourself to other people, something you shouldn't do, but obviously we all do it. And sometimes you look in the distance or you look right next to you and you see a friend of yours who has a business or someone that you follow on social media and you see how much further along they seem than you are, and you just wonder how they're doing it. And, you know, we know that it's difficult to really do this thing called entrepreneurship. That's why so few of us um, make it, because it's difficult to do. It's hard to stick it out in those hard times. But there is a way that you can minimize some of the stress that happens when you are um, starting your business, when you are scaling your business, and so forth. And so I thought today on the podcast, we take a few minutes to just talk about some of the things that you can actually do to um, plan for your year-end wrap-up. I don't know if you guys do that. I do it every year. It's something that I just find to be extremely important for my own well-being and how I get the new year started really is um, sort of conditional to how I ended the previous year. And so, you know, it's just something that I think, you know, all of us should just consider. So I wanted to have a discussion about that today. I don't want to keep you long. I know everybody's busy because it is the end of the year. And some of the things that we're going to talk about today, you're probably trying to get done, maybe even while you're listening to this podcast. I hope that would be amazing. So let's just dive right in, shall we? Because one of the first things that I think is imperative for us to do when we are planning for our end of the year wrap up is really to look back. And that's why I said that this is something that I do um, quarterly um, because I think each quarter we need to assess where we are. And um, because in each quarter we have the opportunity to make these adjustments that can make things better for the next quarter. And so as much as I do it at the end of every year, I really try to do this at the beginning, at the end of each quarter as well. And that is to analyze what has worked, what hasn't worked, what you know we need to continue working on because we haven't had enough time to test and prove one way or the other. And so the first thing I think that you know maybe we should consider or what I want to talk to you about. And so the first thing that I think is important when you are planning for your year in is to analyze what has gone on, sort of reflect on what has happened throughout the entire year 
and um, see kind of where you are, where you're landing. Um, that's why, you know, when you do it quarterly, what happens is you can just look at sort of your summary notes from each quarter because each quarter you should get progressively better because you've made those changes from quarter to quarter. The things that didn't work, you stopped or you adjusted. The things that were working, you increased and made better. And the things that you hadn't had a chance to test, you should now have time to test if you are really keeping track of things. So that's why those numbers throughout the year are so important. And when I say numbers, I don't want you to think that I'm saying, you know, how many people do I have liked um, that like my Instagram feed or how many people do I have um, that like my Facebook page? That's not what I mean by numbers. What I mean by, well, it kind of is what I mean by numbers, but not in the sense that you should be so concerned about those numbers. The way those numbers come into play for me is that I look at them and I determine, okay, so if I have these numbers, are the people who are actually coming and participating on my page, are they engaging with me? Like I may not have a huge number of followers on my social media platforms, but I want to make sure that whoever is there is communicating with me and they are, they are engaging with my content. They are sharing their ideas, they are asking questions, they are participating, they're showing up. Even if the numbers are small, that tells me that what I'm doing is getting to people and it's getting to the right people because those people are talking back to me. It would be a little bit disturbing if I'm looking at my page and I have few people on my page and no one's liking my content, no one is leaving comments, I'm not getting feedback to know whether or not anyone is excited. And the same holds true if you're having events. If you're finding that you're not getting anyone to register for your events or you're not getting anyone to show up when you're doing various things, that is an opportunity to look at where the breakdown in communication is and how you can adjust to get it better or if it's something that needs to be deleted. So when I say I analyze at the end of these quarters, at the end of the year, it really is an opportunity to look back and really, really determine if what you're doing has been working in the way you wanted it to work. And sometimes the the gain is that you moved an inch, you moved a centimeter, people showed up. You may not have 100 people, but you got 10 because the last time nobody showed up. That is progress. So your numbers don't have to be huge. You just want to see that whatever you did, whatever that campaign was, it worked. It got you uh, somewhere that you wanted to go. It was pushing you in the direction that you wanted to go. You want to look at those things that aren't working and you want to say, okay, did it not work because I didn't push it? Did it not work because... It's not the right thing for me. It's not the right time for me. It's not the right audience for me. Um, my message wasn't clear. I wasn't really um, authentic. I didn't give enough of myself. Whatever the reason is behind why something didn't work, then you need to start questioning, okay, so if it didn't work because it's not my audience, then I need to you know, adjust what I'm doing to actually fit my audience and then maybe it will work or did it not work because it was my audience, but my it fell deaf on their ears. It wasn't something that they actually cared about. Then, you know, it's time to pivot to a different topic. So you have to look at what didn't work just as hard as you look at what did, because if it doesn't work, you need to look at why it didn't work. 
and you need to fix that and then you need to test that again. If it did work, then you need to look at what was successful about it. What were the components that really hit home that got the attention and what happens if you do that again, if you use that same formula? I don't know about you, but I like to write things down. I like to have templates and systems because when I have them, it makes it much easier for me to duplicate what I did. So along the way, especially when I do something for the first time, if I'm testing something, I always try to set some sort of a template up for it along the way. So I'm jotting it down. Okay. The first thing I did was this. The second thing I'm going to do is this. The third thing I'm going to do is this. And then I know when I go look back at that list, I can kind of go and say, okay, that didn't work. I should probably adjust this or this worked fabulously. I should definitely continue to do that. Recently, I did a presentation and I tried a new call to action within my presentation. And I promise you, it worked like a charm. When I finished that presentation, I had people at my table with credit cards in hand ready to purchase my course. I was so excited about it. It was the first time I did it, but now I have a blueprint for what I need to do the next time because I know that it worked. Okay, so whether it did work, you need to kind of look at what you did so that you can duplicate it. If it didn't work, you need to look at what you did and why it didn't work. And then you need to make the adjustments and then retest. So that is why I believe analyzing is the very first thing that you want to think about doing as you plan for your year in wrap up. And that becomes important. The analyzing becomes important because when you move on to the new year, you want to make sure that you really kind of looked through everything and you're not going to repeat the mistakes and you're not going to um, miss out on opportunities because you didn't duplicate the thing that worked. Now, the next thing that I think should be done as you are um, planning for your year-end wrap-up is maybe start creating, um, we've talked about here on the show, batching content. And let me know if you're interested in me doing some sort of a YouTube video on how I batch my content. Um, I know you can probably look that up um, tons of places, but I would love what and be happy to podcast do a video about how I do it. You would like to but hear when you batch your, when you're so batching your content. Hear those and get them. What you can look at for you. And what I look at January, and what you can look at is what type content. of content really, really. Anyway, works for you um, hey, the at, year. in terms of workflow, then, I have a great you want to sit down one day and just that write out share with some ideas that are similar to those very successful content ideas that you had throughout the year. Also, I have a great and then you can write journal my BTB about that business. This journal so also provides are batching of, it. Maybe it's interview uh, tips like and with tricks for things like staying motivated, working with your kids in the summer, for my 2020 um, finance thing, networking, great content to help interviews, you plan an awesome 2020 in my bullpen or an awesome new year whenever you're listening through the to this. first quarter of the year. Um, either way, thanks again for that listening. Is and uh, I appreciate the you first listening year I had to that much content that was in my bullpen for the new year. And um, so I'm super excited about that. Business. But I, you just sit down, you schedule it in your day, um, and you just batch that content when you can and get it set up so that starting the next year, not only do you have content that you can like readily pull from, it's already created. You don't have to think about it from week to week. You have it scheduled out over time, and we'll get to that in a minute. But you also know because you've analyzed, you know what content resonated the best with your audience, and so now you have um, you've re- re- you duplicated that formula in terms of that type of content, what people are looking for. 
as you batch the content. That is like, that's phenomenal. You will be so thankful you did that um, come the new year because, you know, the holidays come, you're think you're not really thinking about, you're not really um, thinking about content. You're actually thinking about cookies and Christmas trees and reindeers and snowmen and family and Christmas presents and Santa Claus. So it's really good when you have done the work and created your content early and you have a nice little inventory to work with um, starting the new year fresh so you can kind of get a fresh start with the new year. Also, when you plan your year end, it's a good idea to start the strategizing for your new year. And I like to do this um, by looking at the content that has worked for me in the past and looking at the all the different services and products that I have available or in my disposal and how can I monetize that better? How can I um, create opportunities to make revenue with uh, what I already have, what I'm currently doing in my business, or how can I make what I'm currently doing so much better, so much more efficient, so much more effective? Um, how can I attract more people? How can I build my community and in, um, increase my credibility, become even more of a thought leader? What types of things do I need to be doing on a personal level that will help with those things? And how can I um, how can I start to solicit um, new business, new collaborators, new partnerships? And so what I do, what I think is a good idea to do to really plan for your year and wrap up is to take all that information that you gathered during your analyzing phase and how and the con not how, but but what content you created. Uh, and then how can you begin to uh, set up a strategy? And also in this strategy, it's also goal setting, right? Because um, as I've mentioned before on this show, a goal without a plan is just a wish. And uh, I've mentioned that someone from our chamber talks about that. That's part of her tagline. And I love it because it's absolutely true. I like having systems and processes in place, like I mentioned earlier, because it allows me to look back at it and see what I need to do to stay consistent and if I um, am consistent, how can I use that tool or service or product to increase my revenue flow? So I absolutely love the idea of setting a goal for myself based on the numbers and things that we did in the analyzation period. How can I then take those numbers, take that data and increase um, everywhere in my business, actually? How can I just do better, be better in my business? And so I set those goals. And I think it's a good idea when you are planning your year and wrap up to look at ways that you can do the same. And then the last thing that I think is a good idea to do when you are really trying to wrap up your end of year is to look at that workflow process that you already have. Again, I mentioned I love the efficiency of duplicable activities, templates that can be shared this is so good, especially if the coming year is the year that you're going to start onboarding people. It's a really good idea to start tapping into those systems and templates because you want to be able to just easily onboard someone into your business. Even if it's just an intern, which I've had several of those this year, even if it's just an intern, you want to have these duplicable um 
processes that make it very easy for you to show people the flow of things and also to help them work independently so you don't have to be over their shoulder all the time. They have um, sort of a task list that they can use, a checklist. They have a resource place they can go to gather all the pertinent information for whatever job you're going to give them because you set all that up. And so I love to plan all that out at the end of the year for the following year because you just want to make sure that there is a steady flow. I love steady flow. I don't like the bottlenecking that can happen sometimes in business. And so when you're planning your year-end wrap-up, it's a good idea to look at your workflow process. Is it working for you? Are you finding that you're constantly feel like you're in work mode and can never get it out of your mind? Do you feel like you're always forgetting what it is you wanted to do or having trouble with what to do next in your business or remembering what it was someone told you about or remembering an idea for some content or, you know, remembering a certain response or just just in general, like you just struggle with like just day to day flow, the, you know, the daily grind of having a business. Well, I just believe that the plan that you set forth toward the end of the year and your your year in work, uh, your year in wrap up is a really good start for um, setting yourself up, setting the new year up for consistency and um, duplicable uh, experiences for people who might be coming on to your business. And this is also a great place to look at all of the sales funnels that you have in your business and like really get detailed and make sure that things are going where they're supposed to go. I just happened to look at uh, Julie Solomon today. I love her. If you're not following her, I love her. Um, Julie Solomon has, um, I signed up for something and I was really intentional about her sales funnel. And it was seamless. I mean, it just took you from one thing to the next thing to the next thing seamlessly. And it just, it looked so organic that obviously the, the next thing that it take it took you to, you were supposed to go there. It was meant for you to be there. It just really did make sense. But all of those little detail-oriented things have to be looked at. They have to really be um, researched and determined and created. And so the planning phase is just a really good phase to do that. If you haven't started using sales funnels in your business, if you haven't started creating these little breadcrumbs for people to follow from your social media, because we all know that we don't want to keep people on social media. We want to get them off of social media and we want to get them somewhere on our site, looking at on our email list, um, buying from us, uh, sending referrals our way. We want to get them off of social media. And that is, even in the simplest form, a sales funnel. And so even if your sale is just to get them on your email list, then that is a conversion that is going to help you grow your business. And so there has to be some sort of a plan of action, a plan for the flow of your content, the flow from your content to a um, to a an opt-in, a, a flow from the opt-in to some value add, a flow from the value add to a conversion of some sort, a payment, a sale. That's the point, right? That's the whole point. We're in, the whole reason we're in business is to make money, not to just look at some stuff on Facebook and Instagram. You know, that's all great and fun, but at the end of the day, we all want dollar signs in our account to grow. Am I right? I know I'm right. You don't even have to answer me right now. But anyway, so when you are planning your year-end wrap-up, how can you look at 
how can you make a difference and go from good to better or from better to best uh, from the current year to the coming year? That's the question. That's the whole idea of your wrap-up, your end-of-year wrap-up. How can I make the current year, how can I make, take what I know about the current year and make the coming year 50% better, 25% better across the board? That's where your goal comes in. Ha, ha, ha. And then the strategy, that's your goal. And then the plan to, to, to um, execute that strategy is sort of how you um, make those things, you put those thoughts into action and you actually get, you you meet those goals in, in the year. So I hope this podcast helped you because I know that, I know a lot of small businesses, some of, the, some of my clients, it's a struggle to really know which way to go in your business from year to year. And you sometimes find yourself sort of stagnant and like wondering from January to December, December to the next January, like what in the world did I do? I feel like I wasted my time. Well, now is the perfect opportunity for you to kind of get a hands on the next year, get a hold of the next year and really, really make a change. Do something different to get a different result. Look at those, um, look at those numbers, look at that content that you've created, those events you did, those people you hung out with, the networking opportunities that you took advantage of, what worked, what was beneficial to you. And remember guys, a conversion isn't always a dollar amount. A conversion could be you added 10 people to your email list. A conversion could be you, um, you got five more people to show up at your event. Uh, your networking mixer or a conversion could be you reached out to someone online about doing a collaboration and they actually emailed you back. So you just really need to determine what that looks like for you and then really start to create that content that's going to get you that much closer to building that, um, that community of people really attracting the right people and then setting those goals and making plans to achieve the goal. So I hope that helps you this week. I am so glad you showed up here on PBN Style today. I look forward to 2020. Um, I always shut off everything December, mid-December, and that's when I stop actually creating for the year. Um, But we still have another Tuesday to go. So I look forward to seeing you or hearing you back. Leave a comment. Let me know what type of podcast topics you would like to hear in 2020 because I am so excited to hear those and get them started for you in January, of course, because I have created content. (laughs) Anyway, um, hey, in terms of workflow, I have a great workflow worksheet that I would love to share with you. It's absolutely free. I will put that in the show notes below. And um, also, I have a great business journal, my BTB business journal. It also provides tons of uh, tips and tricks for things like staying motivated, working with your kids in the summer, um, financing, networking, great content to help you plan an awesome 2020 or an awesome new year whenever you're listening to this. Um, Either way, thanks again for listening, and I appreciate you listening to PB in Style, the place for clarity, consistency, and authenticity to grow your business. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website, where all the deliciousness really happens, at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AFPatrickConsult, 
Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. 